My name is Matt Brown. What changed for you personally? You had 27 points in the second half. What changed for you personally? Nothing. Um, I continue to play the basketball the right way. Shoot the ball when I'm open. Attack. Hit the open guy. And um, it, it, honestly, it was a team effort. And let's start the show. So did you smoke today? Yeah. And, and you're, you're just fine? I'm actually high right now. everybody the world is a better place because you are here to join us my name is matt brown and i am the host of the productive conversations podcast it is friday may 20th 520 everybody and we have an incredible show for each and every one of you uh we've been off for a few days but it's great to be back and we have some great shows cooking and this is another great one as we talk about the nba conference finals that is taking place checking in with the productive NBA crew and give you some other updates along the way as we approach the start of the summer. But before we get into all the fun, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdCovoPod, and we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, yes, as I still am getting used to this new job schedule, as I'm still doing what I can to work hard, pay the rent, pay all my silly bills I have to pay, and enjoy this summer and also avoid the COVID-19, just managing and riding and grinding, you know, all those fun things. Um, In the meantime, since we last talked... The show has hit over 7,000 downloads and 18.8 thousand YouTube channel views. Thank you, each and every single one of you, for making those numbers possible. The job is not done. Let's keep working hard, and I will continue to create content for you all to enjoy. But for now, I just want to thank you all for making this possible, and hopefully we get to 10,000 by the second anniversary of this show on October 20th. So, yes, let's get to 1020. So, yeah, what, exactly six months from now? I hope to have this show have 10,000 downloads and more. So uh, let's keep pushing. Let's make that happen. And I will do my part in creating amazing content for you all to enjoy. The dating pod is coming. I just keep getting distracted with work or whatever and also grinding and getting... uh, you know, my shit together. But the dating pod, I really do believe this upcoming week will be the week that we finally have this epic show. I interviewed a fashion designer last weekend, Aaron Peterson, the founder and designer of Denaro Talks Clothing. So we will talk to him in the next couple weeks on here. And I am scheduling some other shows. We have musicians coming. We have Um, other friends that I've met recently coming on the show and we're just going to continue to grow this brand known as the Productive Conversations Podcast. So seriously we have a great summer ahead. We have a great few weeks on the horizon and we have a lot to enjoy. You are going to like it. I guarantee it. 
The world of sports has been an intriguing one. Before we get into the NBA, I just also want to say shouts to the New York Yankees, the very best team in the American League, the very best team in all of baseball. Just keep winning and playing almost perfect baseball. They obviously hit for power. They are starting to hit for average. They know how to run. Their pitching is top-notch, especially the rise of Nestor Cortez as another legitimate ace on this squad. And the bullpen holding it down to people like Michael King making some noise and Chapman doing what he has to do. Uh, There's a lot to enjoy even in this early part of the season. And I'm going to talk to Alex Young on Monday about New York baseballs. We're going to check in with that. Uh, New York Rangers playoffs. I'm watching as I'm recording this portion of the show. Gonna, um, I'm watching them play the Carolina Hurricanes, and after coming back three games to one in a stellar, stellar series where the last three wins were all come from behind, including a game seven overtime winning goal by Artemi Panarin in Madison Square Garden last Sunday. Yeah, this is a special run with this young team that was in shambles just a year ago and we have something cooking for the blue shirts so great stuff there and uh you know the nfl is gonna be here before we know it we are going to obviously cover the nfl season extensively but um I just want to say how excited I am. The Giants draft picks, obviously all the intense offseason that took place, and it's going to be a good time. PGA Championship is this weekend as well. Though Phil Mickelson will not be able to defend his PGA Championship this way around. But we have other things to look forward to, like Tiger Woods is expected to play. We'll see if he can make it interesting over the next few days. Scotty Scheffler, who's turned into golf's up next up-and-coming star, see if he could go back-to-back, if he could get himself back-to-back major wins after winning the Masters last month. Some other notable names we will not be seeing. Bryson DeChambeau, he's out. Um, he's out with an injury, uh, but we're going to see Brooks Kepka come back, even though um, as I'm recording this, he was late for the practice round. But we know another big deal in golf playing is always fun, and uh, it should be a good time. Preakness is this weekend as well. Too bad we're not seeing Rich Strike compete and what seems to not be a legitimate reason, but to, you know, not do it. I know they want to quote unquote protect the horse, but it seems that there's no immediate issues, is what I am led to believe. But oh well, oh well. Uh, let's see what happens next year. But the main focus on today's show is the NBA. Once again, the productive NBA crew is going to be here Desmond and Bach. Ed Bars and Alex Ranelio. We have a lot to talk about with all things NBA at this point. The Western Conference Finals have started with the interesting matchup in the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks knocking out the defending Western Conference champs of the Phoenix Suns and the best overall team record-wise in all of basketball. And they beat him in Game 7 at their home court. In a true beatdown, we have the Celtics and the Heat playing each other for the East. And if it's anything like that stellar series we got in the bubble, we are in for a treat. Clearly, the Celtics um, 
choked in game one, having a huge lead in the second half, ultimately folding to the Heat. But, you know, who knows what could happen if Marcus Smart and Al Horford came back. So we're going to get into that and who we expect to play in the finals from those Final Four teams. And we'll also talk about the NBA Draft Lottery. Me as a Knicks fan, being pretty annoyed that the 11th overall pick is where we are going to select this time around. And, you know, just sucks to suck again. What can I say? You'll definitely hear my candid opinions once uh, the show gets rolling and yeah uh, we're gonna get into all this and more and have a lot of fun with it we are gonna hit the vibe checks i promise so let's get to it with the productive nba crew and bach bars and alex so let's get to it gentlemen it's your turn once again here we go this is a very productive conversation Happy life, folks. The NBA Conference Finals has begun. We have the West going at it with the Warriors and the Mavs. We have the East going at it with the Celtics and the Heat. Quite rocky roads to get there with some huge surprises, crazy upsets, and ultimately some fun basketball to watch. So we're going to get into the Conference Finals and see the trajectory and then we'll also get into the draft lottery and some other fun things. But Alex Ranelio is here. What's up? Happy to be with you, boys. God bless you. Thank you. Fresh Faces New Ideas host David Bach is in the chat. What's going on? Nothing much. You can always listen to me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Fresh Faces New Ideas, or you follow me on Twitter at Faces Ideas. We got, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. We just got, just, everything's wacky. <laughs> and we love it when you comment on the wacky bars. The God is here as well. You know, man, you can follow me on IG at insomniacs. Um, or you could just follow me here when we do this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Sweet. And we should, my bad, but great stuff bars. And of course we should let Alex, if you want to put out your information. Um, I'll fair. plug it the end of the show. Okay. Well, that rounds out the NBA, the productive NBA crew for today. So let's get to it. Let's start with the Western Conference Finals. Gentlemen, right now, the Golden State Warriors are playing the Dallas Mavericks as the final few final two teams competing in the Western Conference Finals. As we air this on Friday, the 20th, and we can reflect on the conference finals tipping off on Wednesday. At this moment, the Warriors lead the series one to nothing after a 112-87 victory over Dallas. So clearly the Warriors were able to take out the Grizzlies with a injured John Morant. The Mavericks shocked the world with defeat with their defeated with their win over the Phoenix Suns, the best team in the NBA, but till that point, clearly on their home court. In game seven. So a lot to reflect on there. But before we make fun of the losers, uh, focusing on this series itself, how do we like the matchup going into it? I mean, I think it's fair to say nobody necessarily thought that the Dallas Mavericks would get to this point. You know, people had their uh, they had a good feeling about the Warriors making some kind of run, especially the return of Clay Thompson. But regarding this matchup right now and how 
so far we've had a big blowout victory. Do we think this is going to be the trend in the Western Conference Finals, or do we see it being a little more competitive? I mean, it's got to be more competitive. Like the the neither team shot particularly well. The Grizzlies, the the Mavericks certainly didn't shoot well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to figure it out. Like like to be fair, they were down. They were down o two. To, to Phoenix and then yeah. they basically walloped them the rest of the season, the series. So, and we're also talking about like the, the, uh, the a team that has like Luca, like he's arguably the best player left in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like he was just built for this stuff. So they'll, they'll figure things out. And I don't expect it to be, um, it was lopsided. Because they really like they don't really have an answer for him, and then and maybe you'll get another Spencer Dinwiddie game like you got in Game Seven. Yeah, do you getting thirty points off the bench with Mister Dinwiddie, and uh, you know comparing it to right now, he scored only twenty four minutes in Game One, scored seventeen, he went seventeen two and one. Do we think he will play like that again, or is this a lucky run as he tries to get his extra dollar if the Mavs win it all this year? Um, I don't think it's be. I don't think it'll be like, like one of those aberrational things that we're thinking about. I think it's more of he finally feels the pressure. He's in the moment, and now up against the juggernaut of a team like the Golden State Warriors, who shot the lights out at some point eventually. Um, he just realized that he has to step up. He's got to be the next best guy, or attempt to try to be the next best guy. Let's just be not. honest. Luka can't do it by himself. But, but Dinwiddie's not the next best guy. The next he's best not. guy is Brunson. Jalen runs Brunson. And he's never great again. But Dinwiddie's in his mind thinking, shit, I got to try to be the next best guy. That's at least how I feel at least. I disagree. I think you got to spread out the wealth. I think you got to have um, guys shocking you for 15 or 20 a night on any given night. And I think they're kind of built. I know this is totally not a good um, comparison, but it's the only one that comes to mind at the moment. But they're kind of built like like Dwight's Orlando Magic team where they have a bunch of guys that are three and D that can make a lot of shots for themselves and they can get they can get hot. You know, on any given night, whether it's like Rashad Lewis or Petrus or um, Jameer Nelson, you know, it doesn't matter. Like they can spread the wealth out. So I think some, one or two guys have to go along for the ride on a given night, but they can really shock this team that the way in ways that Phoenix really can't. So I kind of agree with what Box saying. I think they give a more competitive edge just in terms of uh, chance and probability. I mean, if that's the case, then I'm looking at the Warriors because you got Jordan Poole stepping up. And at any moment, we all forget about Andrew Wiggins. Like, and he yeah. could have a great game like he had the other night, turning into a semi, a semi splash, bro. Let's call him a puddle brother. So, <laughs> the puddle. Like, brother. wait, wait, there was, was that one year in Minnesota where he, like, he and Aaron Gordon both happened to shoot like about fifty percent from threes for like two months, and I was like, oh, they figured it out, and then they did. Yo, mm-hmm. you guys, you guys met. I don't know if you guys saw it one night. I think Kevin Harlan had like an all time great call when he was like talking about the Splash Brothers at a pool party. It was so freaking funny. <laughs> I think I remember and you then, sending that at one point. And then we can't forget Jonathan Kaminga. He's not doing like crazy things, but he's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody, he can, he's at least a body you could throw at Luca. Exactly. Like everybody, everybody on Golden State kind of pretty much knows their role. Clay is starting to get his legs back under him, which is probably going to be the biggest swing for the series. They're really going to have to watch out for Clay. Um, he just gives them 
he's never going to be the, the the defender he used to be, but he's he's he can score offensively still at any given moment. That's still proven. Well, sometimes. Uh, I, I don't know. I I still think like the Golden State core is is still like really good, but. It's like, especially if they're seeing what they did to Phoenix, it's hard to bet against Dallas. Like, they like do Phoenix so, statistical so. profile was so much like they're they have to first off they have to blow this team up now. You you can't lose like this is like the 07 Dallas. This is the 2011 Heat type of like collapse for 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 like a title contender. Phoenix is going to have to blow it up. You don't uh, think it was just a bad shooting night? They had multiple bad it. shooting nights. I know, but Devin that, Bucker like shit himself in the last three games. But, I don't, that, but I don't think that's an I don't think that's an infrastructure problem. I think that's bad shooting. I think it's they a player blown problem, out, and it's hard. They to were do. blown out by like forty at one point. It, yeah, it's, it's hard to it's hard to recover from that as a team. But that's like a different thing. Like they're off. Like their statistical profile and like the what Dallas did to them is it's like hard to count them out, especially when you have Luca like. Like he, it's not that he just destroyed Phoenix in Game Seven. He was toying with Phoenix in Game Seven. Like, like the man was laughing at them as he blew as he blew them out. Yeah, they, it, we have a great like, meme out of him. Like the, he, spent, he spent the last two pro he spent the last two postseasons dealing with a, arguably the best wing defenders in the league, and now he's dealing with Andrew Wiggins. Um, it, it's hard to bet against them. But I don't know. I think no. this goes to. I think if, if if it goes to seven, Golden State's in trouble. I, I got Golden State in six. I, I, yeah, see, if it's not Golden State in six, I think Dallas is going to win. I think Why I, not at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines. I got Golden State in six. I was just talking more about the competitive comparison. If Dallas is going to keep it a series. I, yeah, they're going to keep it a series. I, I I can't like. You uh, wouldn't because like if this was like Golden State like four years ago, um, or or at the the beginning of their run like before Durant showed up, this would be this would be a different series. They would probably be over, but it's not. I think they're they're a little shakier than they have been in a while. Um, I mean when it's when it's working, it's it's working like they, there's no answer. Um, yeah, but I I don't expect them to sweep them. I don't expect uh, a sweep either. To be I, honest, I, I can't like like look, Jason Kidd like he actually knows how to coach. I thought I would have thought that would have been like a mass. I still think it's a downgrade from from kids from uh, Carlson to kid, but like I, I, don't, I don't know. He did a good job of that last year. It's, it's he, hard to yeah. count them out. LeBron wanted because I had his. I, he surprised me too what, coming into the season because I had my doubts about Jason Kidd just with his his past track record in Milwaukee and whatnot. But I no, he's like he's definitely turned the ship around. I I still kind of get nervous when. These teams go all in on having, you know, one star, yeah, one guy being focal around him because I think it can, I think it can uh, fold like a tent pretty quickly, especially if things go awry with the player or any kind of injury. But no, I mean, especially when he's fat and can't really shoot. (laughs) Like Lucas shooting thirty two percent from three. Well, he can't defend either. He's pretty. He's got a very special type of skill set. But well, he he defended pretty well on the Phoenix series. It was especially the first games. It's more the team. On a team with Golden State that literally can spread the spread all five players, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like it, I mean, like you, your liability. Like come Clifford, on, 
but for me, like to keep the series competitive, I, if you're if you're Dallas, you got to have two other guys to go along with with um, uh, with Luca on a given night. So if it's not Brunson, it's got to be Dinwiddie, or it's got to be somebody else. Like Bullock or uh, yeah, not, yeah, they really, really, they need Zach Levine. Zach Levine and Dallas at, would be fun. We're not looking at the sleeper stat here. Steph Curry was a double digit rebound. Yeah, he was three off his career high. Like, but, but that's partly because of how they play. Like, because of how far they spread, it lets him get, like, in for a lot of those longer rebounds. Because there's not really yeah. – like, they're both in a small ball version, so it allows the guys who are a little bit more aggressive to get a lot of rebounds. Um, I mean, it, it's it's like it, it's it's actually something that they, I was reading about um, for the Heat today, that, like, even though they play small, they don't really have the, the – uh, the downsides of it because everybody on that team just likes to punch people. So they all just crash gang crash the rebounds. Um, the physical players would help us win. I'll give it that. Yeah. I'm sure that's something we'll talk about when we get to that series, but like, I mean, but you got to look at it. Luca only scored 20. You know what I'm saying? That's was probably the third lowest of his career for the playoffs. Yeah. Then Woody had 17 Brunson had 14. Your, your second best player can't be scoring 14. No, no, no. They, that I, that's part of why it was a blowout is they they missed a lot of open stuff that was. I think this was a little bit of an outlier. It's a it, it'll these are this is these are like very heavy chess master teams. Um, this is going to be a good series. Um, I think it's going to be a good series in a different way than the Boston series because that one's going to be like a like a more brutal slugfest. This is going to be like a high cerebral game of of chess. I forgot Golden State still had Otto Porter Jr. I thought he was out. And with that, who do you think could win? I thought he was out. I thought he got hurt. I I don't know if he came Uh, back. I honestly uh, haven't played. No, he got ten points. Oh, did he? I have paid like zero attention to Golden State most of the year. (laughs) You know, just the last whiffed on the number two pick too. That's fucking wild. Yeah, some play some people are just lucky like that. But you know, just to just to go on your point about the chess match, and then there's a few words on Phoenix's collapse. Um, you've mentioned the chess match. How vital is the coaching going to be then? Obviously, you have this arguably future Hall of Fame coach and Steve Kerr trying to win his fourth title, and then um, and then you have uh, Jason Kidd who's had his woes in Brooklyn and Milwaukee, as Alex mentioned, but has turned this team around to give them a chance. Who can outcoach who if it is a chess match? Is it the obvious selection in Kerr, or is it this Jason Kidd, who maybe third time's a charm in his coaching career, will lead to uh, another, to, which will lead them to a, uh, you know, a Western Conference championship first time since 2011? I believe um, Jason Kidd still got one more, maybe two more years to go in this um, new new coach woes, you know, before he can really, like, do something impactful. But, I mean, this right here, conference finals, after having a shitty year last year, I think, you can't lie. This is pretty solid. Um, it's I mean, almost volumes. like they're hungry. Yeah, it speaks volumes for him as a coach and his ability to inspire the players around him. Um, but I ultimately think Steve Kerr is going to take this one. Um, yeah, experience. He's got three. He's been here three times. And as a player, he's been there, what, five? I think in total he has like nine rings. <laughs> yeah. Well, <I'd> really? <laughs> yeah, well, because he played with Jordan and he played with Duncan. 
So he won like like a bunch of fucking rings with them. He's got the Robert Ori effect. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, the dude's a winner. Uh, Into the finals I, a lot, player and coach. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I I think he's the last play, the last title he won. I think he was on that 03 Spurs team. Yeah, he I was. So and yes, he has eight championships as a player and coach. I think that 03 team, I think Steven Jackson was on that team, wasn't he? Or was that 05? Yeah, that was, that was yes. the 03 team. Yeah. Steve, that, yo, listen, that team was not to be slept on. No, was nothing team. to scoff at. Mm-hmm. Even though that, that, that. Who's Bowen? I mean, like, they played a really shitty, uh, uh, they played a really shitty Nets team, but like. Oh, yeah. We ragged this, up for in a sweep. I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't a shitty Nets team. It was the best that that Nets. It was the best the East had to offer that year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were arguing between say, who should have been MVP between Jason Kidd and Tim Duncan. Come on, it was a Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson. Uh, I forget Carter. who else was on that team. Was Barbosa on there? No. On the Nets team? No, I thought Kenyon Martin was on it. Yeah, yeah, Kenyon Martin was on that team because he was the 2000 draft class. It was the only good Listen. player in that class. Oh man. Anyways, so I think we all have a consensus that despite the blowout in game one, this will be more of a series to follow. And uh, game two will pick up tonight as we record this on Thursday and air for Friday. And the last thing, you know, we, we touched upon it a little bit, but I definitely want Bach to expand on it and feel free, Alex and Bars, to comment, too, with the Suns after winning 64 games in the regular season. They up three games to two. They blow it. And then um, ultimately losing game seven on your home court, which I think is literally the biggest blowout statistically of any one seed ever in a game seven. So obviously the wrong side of history there. They lose 123 to 90, even though at some points it was like, what, 57 to 27. Uh, there was, Luca scored them by himself. It was like 40. It was like 40 to like 40. They scored 12 points in the first quarter. I mean, for the silly arguments, does this prove that uh, Chris Paul is cursed? He I just he can't hurt. win it. That's what we're going to find out. He was hurt. Um, no, Matt, Matt, it proves that the Jenner curse is real. I was going to say that. I was the gonna Jenner say that. curse for Devin Booker, huh? Yeah. It happened, it happened to Blake first, then Ben, now Devin. Is he oh still there? What about Tristan? Oh, he's funny. out of the league. Tristan, Tristan. Tristan, Tristan. Tristan. Oh, yeah, I said that. He disappeared after he knocked up uh, uh, Chloe. Life Lamar's gone, too. Odom's done. Yeah. yeah he, he really he's should been done. Die. He's been done. Fuck a Kardashian. He starts smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he like did he have like nine strokes while he was in that coma or something like something crazy? Right. I can't right. believe I he's gonna kill. DMX. Rest in peace. But like he was shaking like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, sorry guys. Whoa, my bad. <laughs> no, nah, but this is uh, look. This Phoenix team has <laughs> problems. Um, first off, they have a really they have an owner who you can't really trust to pay this bill. Um, yeah, uh, I don't who think. Know- I don't Excellent think DeAndre Ayton's on this team next year. And he oh, had his injury got, problems in this got rid of DeAndre Ayton after last year. Who owns the Suns? Robert Sarver. 
And he's under investigation uh, right now. And he's I also notorious was. for um, not not uh, wanting to pay bills and like like pay for big teams. Like he's he's notorious. Like that's like they could have like Bill Simmons did a piece on it like a couple of years ago where they like they they had a chance for like Rondo and Iguodala and like all these other players. And he basically yeah. just like uh, he's like a, he's like a Cincinnati Bengals owner. Just as one, yeah, he's, he's uh, he don't want it. Yeah. Don't want to pay. And yeah, like which is wild. Like, why would you own a team if you don't want to? You're in the wrong industry if you don't want to pay. And yeah. all the allegations against <laughs> him making a volatile, toxic workplace. And well, I mean, and maybe there's really, some karma coming. Who knows? I, I mean, do didn't really affect Dallas. So I do like. I will say though, off off point, I do like James Jones as the GM. Though, is he still there? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, but like, Mark, I, I don't think I'm definitely like. Um, uh, I think the problem with this also was like Booker. I mean, we're probably going to find out Chris Paul was hurt, but Booker did not really step up when it like mattered. Um, yep. nope. You know, he had a chance to put himself in like the Tatum like stratosphere, and it, you know, he kind of played closer to Donovan Mitchell. Well, flat on his face. I mean, well, that, that was his team when Chris Paul got there, too. You know, Booker, that was the whole point. Still... He was supposed to be the ascension. Yeah, it was fourth in MVP voting. Like, like, come on, yeah. bro. You gotta you gotta play on a different level. Booker you, still you know. made it to a finals. Tatum still hasn't. So <laughs> Yeah, but if you're building a team, who are you taking? I'm taking Tatum. Taking Tatum <laughs> today. Yeah. Today. If, if you have if you have one of them under contract for the next five years, you're still taking Tatum. Well, just the I'm body. Tatum. Too. He's got a bigger Remember, body. Cameron Johnson was the leading scorer in that game. Oh. Booker only went 11 3 and 2. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, you can't be getting to marriage Wait, like that on your whoa, home court. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> he had a couple of bad games that stat spread. <laughs> you start running out that stat spread, it's a totally different story now. Mm-hmm. They scored 12 points in the first quarter. Luca outscored them by himself. And blow that bitch up. I agree. Hey, look, there's a good up. chance they blow it up. There's a good chance they trade both of Chris Paul and uh, DeAndre next year. I wouldn't trade Chris Paul yet. I, I mean, also, I don't know where Chris Paul goes. Yeah, where's where is where's he? he gonna, he's thirty-seven. Oh, no he's thirty-eight years old. I, the when is enough enough for him? And the, and the issue too is it's not even like he can walk out of the sunset like Melo or LeBron, like still sell tickets. He can't sell tickets because he's not flashy. He's not one of the all-time great point guards of all time, as some people like to believe. Like this, hey, and, this was it. Would you say he's a top five point guard of all time? Of all time? Oh, all time? No, but just nah, this is like so. Many I'm talking about all time. He's like he's going to the Hall of Fame, but he's not on top, that special top tier. Top nah, 10. there's 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 so many other point guards. Well, like, well you yeah, get so like, if we're talking top five, it's like Magic, Steph, Isaiah, Steph, Isaiah, Isaiah, Oscar, and then maybe a- Iverson. Yeah. Hey, who else? Wait, you would put Iverson over Chris Paul? Roberson? I do. Hell I yeah, Roberson. <laughs> put yo listen. I put Pat um, Bev in there. <laughs> oh God, Bev. I mean, what about Jerry West and uh, Bob? Jerry West, West is up there. The, the yeah. West. That, that's the other thing too. Is like the early guys. How do you categorize them too? Because you could put Havlicek in there probably. Okay, like you said, if we just if we, if we quickly went over the top ten, um, as you said, with Magic and Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Steph, Steph, and It. Yeah, I said. And I then, said AI, do we have Nash or Stockton in this? Hell no, I ain't putting Nash. Yeah, I would say Chris Paul's a blunder. I say he's better than Stockton. 
But let me tell you why I'm he's not probably in the same stratosphere as Stockton and and oh, uh, yeah. at Nash. Let me tell you why I'm not putting Steve Nash on the list. He came, he he came around ten years too early. You can't you can't <laughs> win MVP with that. Like he he won MVP with like the lowest stat spread. And he I think that was the year he snubbed out Shaq. Bullshit. Like so it's oh, like come on. Can't forget uh even even though he's a headache, Kyrie when he's on. Kyrie Irving is not a top ten all time. No way. Guard. That's, that's he's not right. top that's, ten all time. Hell no. No way. He's not even, no. even I don't even know if he's a top ten current point guard. Hell no. no. Listen, I, I got I got Kyle Lowry. I got Kyle Lowry <laughs> over fucking Chris Paul. Even okay? all even with uh, all Lowry. the All Star games, I mean, like his um, resume is impressive. He's just like game winning shot in sixteen. I mean, finals winning shot in sixteen. Now, I'm not say, saying top 10. I'm just saying it, a debate. I guess you could say I'd rather have Chris Paul than him, but Kyrie, when he's on, he is clutch. I'd rather have Kyrie than Chris Paul. Are you serious? That's insane. There's you no way. I, nobody would take Kyrie over Chris Paul. Oscar Robertson. I'm taking Kyrie over Chris Paul. Why? If the, nigga get, if the nigga got his head on straight, I'm taking Kyrie over Chris Paul all day. First of all. But why would you risk that? Because when, when Chris Paul has the ball in his hand, the offense moves Seconds slower. It's not you don't got this fast pace. You can't you can't control the like he literally controls the ball like just in ten. Yes, and that's why all of his clock. teams are like statistically among the best offensive rated teams in the in the league. Yeah, yeah. What did that do for them in Game Seven? But here, but here's, well, here's he was hurt. But how are you gonna put Kyrie in the same conversation when he can't win more than twenty games until LeBron gets there? And oh, also, you can't Kyrie count on Kyrie though. to play more. You can't count on Kyrie to play more than forty-five games at this point. They sent they sent CP3 to OKC to tank the team, and he put him in the fifth seed. You do that with Kyrie, oh, there's fact. no way until you sniff in the playoffs. That's a fact. That is one thing I will give Chris. Yeah, he Paul. took the took Chris the Suns. That was a lottery team to the finals. Chris Paul. But everybody, went, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. They knew that they were going to be taking that step, though. They were ready for that. He took. Oh, yeah, the that's why he wanted to go because otherwise he was going right. to Milwaukee. He right, made right. it under the ace seat, and oh, Chris Paul going to Milwaukee. He'd have a no, ring no, by now. no. If um, if he didn't go to to Phoenix, he was going to Milwaukee. He would have had a ring by now. Who would have thought? Now he let's talk been... about. Um, well, I don't know about that because he seems to get in his own way a lot of times. Yeah, that's the, the problem. Time. That that's uh, the, like the one thing. Like as good as Chris Paul is, you have to like understand there's he's gonna do a dumb fucking thing like it just yeah it, it's so weird that like a player who's under control and like controls everything as much as he does like will inevitably fuck up in this like like in gigantic ways in the ways that he does well he was like the poster child for the regular season for a long time bro i got tony parker over chris paul oh we didn't even talk about harden <laughs> Fuck hard. Talk about James Harden. Harden. When we get to the, 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 the uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. When yeah, we get to with uh, that. That's a yeah, good transition. To, Let's to, talk to, about to, the to, East. Let's talk about the East right there. now. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So we have the Celtics and the Heat. Literally, as we are recording this game, two is tipping off. So you have the Heat winning game one with a comeback from behind victory. Over the Celtics, winning 118-107. Jimmy Butler, intense both offensively and defensively. Tyler Hero's looking good out there as the sixth man of the year. And, um, I mean, this team is pretty stellar with the great coaching of Eric Spolstra. But on the flip side with Boston, you had Al Horford go out because of COVID protocols. He is back in the lineup tonight as we record this. 
And then we're having Marcus Smart return to the um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Sorry. Marcus Smart returning yeah, to smart the um, Marcus Smart returning to the lineup as well. And I'm sure you guys agree that this definitely changes some type of dynamic in this series. And I think it's clearly going to go seven. These are the two best teams in the East, ultimately. And the Celtics almost blew, but they won a stellar game seven themselves. No, um, sorry, game six themselves. You don't think so? What do you say? What do you say? This, what do you think about this matchup right here? This ain't going seven. This ain't going seven. Heat and six. And seven. I'm only saying heat and six because I was anticipating Horford and Smart to come back. Mainly Horford. Smart, yeah, Smart is a good player. Defensive player of the year, I guess. I, I'll air quote that because I, don't, I just don't fucking see it. Um, they didn't, Marcus Smart did not will them to victory against the Bucks. Jason Tatum did, like, legitimately, like, and Jason Tatum got real hot in the first half, then they slowed down. Statistically, supposedly, um, they won the third quarter, but the Heat started taking it over in the third quarter. I just don't see it. We have too much well, other power. Than that, other than that 22-2 to two run, that the, the Celtics won every other aspect of the game. I guess uh, the except the, for the like part the that matters. Difference, look, so yeah, which was that twenty-two to two run? Like which that's what win. blew it off, right? And uh, having Marcus Smart makes that difference because you're you're giving somebody else the ability to to bring the ball up in. I mean, but yeah, and, and we saw we saw how well that did them in Game Six. Like that almost that that like if that was a Game Seven, if that if if Marcus Smart would have did that shit in Game Seven. We'd be having a whole different conversation right here. But hold on. Game seven was like wild. Grant Williams took 18 three pointers. Grant Williams should be taking 18 shots in a game, much less 18 three pointers. Yeah, uh, if I'm correct, I think Grant Williams got slightly hurt in that first game, too. Um, so I don't know. To be honest, I I, I don't I'm not down the heat right now. We're going good. At any point, what all any of our guys can go off. And give us a great scoring night. Victor Oladipo has been off lately, but I feel like this is the series where he's going to make some big, big, um, impactful plays. Uh, Bam Adebayo had a mean, crazy block on Jalen Brown. Like, and Jalen Brown started to come alive too towards the um the end of that game, but it just wasn't enough. Um, Jimmy was on. Jimmy was on. Jimmy Butler Jimmy, is like the the perfect flip switch guy. Like. The statistic I was looking at: Jimmy Butler has zero forty-point games in the in the regular season, and he is five in the playoff as a Heat. Five. Listen, the 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 kid, the the the, the dude is a monster. Like you just got to give it to him. Four four was it four steals, three blocks, or was it might have been the other way around? Um, seven or nine rebounds. Come on, you got to give. It I to mean, him. look, he carries himself like he's the best player in the league, and he and in the playoffs he backs himself up on that. Look, the the dude is a dog. Like the whole team is a team of dogs. It's it's a he different. Sent, he sent a, his former team home. Well, home yeah, home. they were also they missed their best player, but I mean that didn't really make a yeah. difference. Oh. Um, they were already outmatched for sure. And uh, like we're talking about, like a Harden who is is like three years from out of the league. Um, uh, <laughs> the um. <laughs> Let's talk about like, this Heat team is a different animal, especially for like a Celtics team that lost two key pieces like right before they went off. Um, okay, but how many games do the Celtics drop when they have the lead for most of the game and then all of a sudden lose? 
That's the statistic we have to look here. Well, is, are we are we counting that before January or after January? Because after January is when they they flip switched, and that's when they, they really took the, off. Yeah, yeah. Well, they really they didn't have they didn't have Robert Williams for a lot of that too. So right, that's why it. it doesn't matter until unless it was January. They're two separate teams, and also like we're, we're again like Horford and Smart are their two most important defensive players. Um, Horford being there makes a difference on a on a on a, on a bio, and 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 Smart helps open up the offense a little bit. Are you uh, sure um, Horford is playing? Yeah, it says he, he's playing he, right he now. Said he was available. Okay. Because I'm looking at this. Like the the so real cool. thing, like, this is my issue with the Heat. Like, what's going on with Kyle Lowry? Yeah, that's is my Kyle Lowry coming back? I think he is coming back, but I think that they're just trying to rest him as much as they can. When it starts looking dangerous, I think they're going to throw him in. But I think they're trying to get as much rest out of him as they can get because he is a former NBA champion. He's been there. He's the vet that they need to help carry them. Udonis Haslam's been there, but, you know, dude's on the bench. He ain't playing, so. Udonis Haslam hasn't played a basketball, like, since LeBron. Bro, he's as old as his number. Like, like, (laughs) I I think literally the last time Udonis Haslam played a game, LeBron was there. He's he's like, I I think there's like an especial exemption for him where they just pay him like a million dollars a year to sit on the bench and pretend to be a player. Um. and I think, well, the thing we haven't mentioned too, I think is worth noting is um, they have an, a special like next gear that they could go to if, in fact, uh, Victor Oladipo has a big night. Because we haven't even mentioned him, but he could really be a big player in the series too. Yeah, no, like, look, look, He's the this Heat team is a different, this, this, this Heat team is a different animal than, the, they, there's no real comparison to them. In this league, they 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 play like the the '90s Knicks. They they're like a gritty in your face. We're gonna beat the shit out of you at every possession. Like you you want to you want to come in the paint. So you're gonna get like chopped on that roster. Let's let's talk about Alex's boy. PJ fucking Tuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like that's let's the talk thing. about Alex's boy PJ Tucker. Defense gritty boy got back out on the court. After getting like a little banged a up, a great replacement for Kyle Lowry. And then uh, again, another veteran. Sorry, I forgot about PJ. Another veteran, been there last year. He he know what it is to win. He know what it is to dig the, like to dig in, grind it out. He knows what it is to play tough teams that it look like we might not win. Like every every series they played last year, it didn't like like yeah they sweep them. But they were all like they swept us. There was a hard game. The teams that they didn't sweep, those are hard. Those are hard, solid games. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, let me ask you a question: Is he going to pull a Patrick McCaw and switch teams and win championships back to back years? Yo, as a Heat fan, I gotta. As a Heat fan, I gotta say he might. <laughs> he went, oh, let he me went, ask you this: Like, do you do you sorry. really believe this team can win? Like, like the final. My, Miami? Miami? Yes. Yeah. Like, like yes. this. Oh, I, no, Let him know, that. Bars, why he thinks that. I think that because we have a player, Jimmy Butler, someone who can fight the who who can look like he' about to fight the coach, and then lead the team <laughs> to the fucking conference. <laughs> yeah, him and Spolster having that yeah, spat like, about a like, month ago. To be ago. fair, like <laughs> this is this is the first like good team they're playing. Like, I mean, we played good teams I, 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 all I, I, regular I, season. Well, I would also, I would also, yeah, regular season doesn't matter. 
but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I would argue that their dry run was the was the bubble championship year when they went to the finals because you could argue that that roster it may be different from that, but they still had a dry run shot at this a relatively similar roster. Yeah, and this, so this roster, is a better roster I would say than that. It's two times better. Two times this better. Is a better roster. You got you got um you actually sure. have like I, if Drogic was still here, we'd still have. I feel like we'd still almost have the same um the same bite. But Kyle Lowry is a is a big improvement from from um Goran Dragic. I still love the dragon. Um, Gabe Vincent is a good Gabe, backup. And you don't like, even use Duncan Robinson anymore because you have Max Struess is better. Like, like it, I don't it, I don't know. It just like this team just feels weird. It feels Duncan like a weird Robinson's team. basketball IQ is like that of a rodent. What do you like, think of like, like all the minutes they use? He um supposed to really milks a lot of the players. He has like I see right here in game one. He had five players who hit DNPs, yet um, it just shows that grittiness and that tough. We're talking about uh, a dude. Yeah. We're talking about their their leaders, Jimmy Butler, who played multiple two separate stints under Tom Thibodeau. The man, the man, like the man, doesn't really know how to play basketball. He just knows how to like body the shit out of people. Like when mm-hmm. there, there Ooh, was right. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's the the Jimmy Butler is the NBA version of the football player who walked on to the to the basketball court and is just a better athlete than people. Bro, but he's like, bro, he, that's no. how he plays. He just he's a gritty in your face dude, but he's not like he's not a good shooter. He's not like a like a great passer. He just gives a shit more than everyone else, and he just bodies people. Like, well, you know, they, that's really unique yeah. sometimes. Well, they, 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 remember, right? remember. Remember when Jimmy averaged like four points a, a game, like, and then went to like fourteen, and then went to like twenty four. That was like yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, that yeah. was a long time and, ago. <laughs> Where is it now? Where is it now? Really, if you're really worried about his aggressiveness and like being over the top in the competition, just put him up in a bed at the um, at the hotel across the street with uh, Miss Nichols. Oh. No. Yo, she needed. She needs her to get. She need, <laughs> man, that really was a year ago. We were talking about that, and she lost her job since. <laughs> well, I'm um, sure she'll. I don't I'm know. sure she'll be I, back on. Her I feet. have a hard time seeing them, like especially if they're playing Golden State. I don't know if they can. Do I would love thing. for them to play Golden State, but <laughs> honestly, <laughs> like if they end up playing the Mavericks, that'd be like, oh, that that'd are, be a repeat for the I, ages. I, I, you know, you know, you know what they, you know what they kind of remind me of. They kind of remind me of the 2011 Mavs a little bit too, because they kind of have an unpredictability and the way they're structured. They have good coaching and they they kind of have a, a balance, an imbalance of power to them. They don't, they feel more gritty than a lot of other teams. Well, that's that's a different. That's closer to the the 04 Pistons than the 2011 Mavericks. Yeah, because the Mavericks had. I would say they're closer to the 04 Pistons because the Mavericks yeah. had had Dirk, and there's they don't have an equivalent of Dirk. <laughs> Like, well, like Jimmy oh, Butler's the best player, but like bro, Dirk, you could even was unstoppable. Yeah, I understand. You can even compare them to to 03 Lakers. 03 Lakers? No, no, no. not 03 Lakers. Um, the Lakers that had Andrew Bynum on it. The 09, the 2009, 2010. There we go. Yeah. Mm. Where it was a Kobe team where you didn't know if they would win, but Kobe was gonna get the win. Yeah, but he was already proven by. Yeah, that. they also had a Pau Gasol. Yeah, yeah, they'd, yeah. They literally had the twin towers. I think, I think, Boxer. I think they're more like this this Pistons team, though, for sure. The way they're built. 
and going up against Boston, though, who people did have high expectations. Do we think now I thought it was going to be competitive, but it seems it doesn't be the consensus to make it at least go seven. Do we have anything with the arguments for the Celtics, especially now that their best defensive players did come back in the game as they are down right now? I think they're going to win. You think the Celtics are ultimately going to win? I think they're going to win in six. In six. Okay. And like, I think a lot of it was they, they weren't ready for what happened. They weren't ready for like the physicality of, of Miami. Cause that's what doc rivers was talking about when they, when the, the Sixers played him, he's like, like you could see it on the, the screen and prepare for it in like film sessions, but it's a different thing when you have to play against it. Um, and I think between that and, and Marcus smart and Al Horford being out, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, look, if they get if they get walloped and like if they go out in a gentleman sweep, that's a really bad look for this this Celtics team. Um, I mean, I it think, could be um, that they were but there were that's where the underachievement of these teams. But that was a problem with Brad Stevens not being able to close out some big series. But even yeah. um, Ukadome looks is looks like a great rookie coach right now and really seems to have this team held together. Do you think that is a factor in this? And that's what the ultimately is the Eric Spolster is the better coach. I, I think right. the fate, is still a better coach. I think the fate of this Boston team is still in Tatum and Brown's hands, to be quite honest with you, because mm-hmm. they've they've come up against the same exact roadblock year after year. And I think they need if they want to take that next step, they gotta do it this series. I don't think you recover from getting to the plateau of game seven and losing out again. Right. Okay. So yeah, that would be a little bit. The games were pretty split on how this. I'm sorry, you saying Alex? So yeah, so early prediction though. I mean, I I think this has to go game seven. I don't really see it any other way, but I think it's a coin toss depending on the status of um, Robert Williams and then what the the chip in additions that they get from their uh, supporting cast from Boston. I think it could go either way, but I think it has to go seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, health five, is obviously health seven. is going to make a big difference. <laughs> um, like if Marcus Smart is back, but he's not like full. Or Al Horford's not like totally healthy. That's gonna that's gonna sway things. Yeah, bro. Um, Marcus Smart was just in a boot two nights ago, and now he's on the court. I definitely don't think he's healthy. And and we have to look at a team where Robert Williams was constantly hurt throughout the year. Um, I don't think that they're like fully ready for this Heat team. This Heat team did it suffer from injuries. Well, it looks like they're, they're found players. Didn't Grant Williams up. also get hurt? Yeah. I mean, so, they're hurt that that doesn't, you know. They pulled Paul Pierce off in a wheelchair one night, and he came off in the, in the second half. So I don't know what to believe. Listen, I, he had to shoot I, himself. <laughs> listen, I, I didn't. Just, he, didn't he actually admit to that? Is it? Is it like? Didn't he? Didn't he like admit that's what happened? Yeah, he, pretty he, much. He was he had like a diuretic attack. It was, a, it was yeah, just like, like a he said. <laughs> Figuratively and literally, it was a raw raw shit. <laughs> But I think no, I, uh, I I understand the confusion. Like I, every time these guys are either like DNP or like game time decision, I'm just like, what what changed in two nights? I'm confused. Horford oh, was a COVID thing. Oh no, I, I think he he one. must have had somebody near him. Yeah. yeah, but the Marcus Smart thing, the dude was just in a boot. Yeah, that was I, confusing. I, I don't I don't I, I just I give him a hard bump and I bet he's going down. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's because he's a flaw. And 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 to and to your credit, bars, I think like Miami definitely punched him in the mouth first, and you know they didn't really recover from that long run. But I think that they're gonna have to find a way to respond again. So 
as we see that, we see JC Tatum elbow Jimmy Bowler right in the face. But uh, maybe it is the physicality that'll make this as competitive as we hoped it to be. Okay. But ultimately, it seems that me and Bars want to see the Heat win. That was my prediction right before the playoffs tipped off. Alex and David, looks like you're going with Boston. I'm also going I'm also just a huge Boston hater, so I hope Boston loses and everything. Me fucking too. So, ultimately, it's going to be fun. I should be patient for the Boston hate. Listen, Mm. I want Boston Boston to lose an academic spelling bees. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Spelling bees and beer chugging contests. (laughs) Boston might win in beer chugging contests. (laughs) We've been to Boston. Yeah, we're gonna drink a lot of beer. But, um, we're, the hobby, yeah. we're gonna talk about the teams that lost right now. And <laughs> yes, exactly. Do we even so, at this point should we even give credit to the fucking losers anymore? Like, <laughs> well, I, I think my, I mean, it's pretty easy to say what happened with the Bucks. It was just you know, if Chris Middleton's not hurt, they win that series. Yeah, I agree. I think everyone's That's agree. To that. I agree as well. With that, their too, biggest or, issue is they gotta like they gotta find a replacement for Brook Lopez. That's that like they they need to find like a consistenter version of him. Are we still mad at Bootholzer uh, no, no. even now? Do you think he remember people wanted were thinking about um his job was on the line and he only won the hey, I would say that the, yeah, I yeah. still think they should have hired Rick Carlson. <laughs> I still think they should have hired Rick Carlson. I don't give a shit. I think I look, I think um the fact that Budenholzer has Giannis, I think, covers up a lot of stuff. I think he's mm-hmm. certainly gotten better than those those Three. those two years when they lost to Boston and then when they lost to Miami mm-hmm. or when they lost to the Raptors and then they lost to, to whoever beat them that other series. Um, but, like, I still think Kyra Carlson's a better coach. I think he's done better. Um, uh, but I think having Giannis papers up, a, like, a lot of fucking flaws. <laughs> you know, you talking about Rick Carlisle? Wait, Rick Carlisle? Yeah. Who's Carlson? Who am I saying? I don't know. I thought you Rick you been yeah, yeah, Rick Carlson. You've been Carlson. Who is Car- Carlson. Who's well, coaching just, Indiana right now? I just wanted to make sure we were talking about someone because I was like, I didn't know who Carlson was. I wasn't sure if it was a coach. I didn't you know, know what? It's, it's, I've been covering Tucker too much recently. Now. <laughs> but you mean Carlson, right? Okay. Bucks, <clears throat> the Bucks problem was the health. So, what, what, one more thing on Boonholzer too, though. I think there's a there's a kernel of truth with that, with, with what Box said, though, because I was kind of calling for him when back in the Atlanta days when they had four all-stars in that roster and they completely imploded in the playoffs. So I think last year was the perfect storm. I think if they're going to revamp that that um, that roster, they got to get a second layer of bigs to kind of back up Brooke Lopez or replace him. But I don't think he's that bad a coach. I just think they need a little bit of retooling. Bye. Yeah, right. they're, they're, like this is I. If I had to pick a team to represent the the East next year, I'm still picking Miami, or I'm still picking Milwaukee. Like a fully okay. healthy yeah. Milwaukee team is still the best team in the in the conference. Yeah, I would agree right. with that. Now, if we go to the West, another team that lost um, out due to injury after John Morant goes down in Game Four, the Grizzlies fell to the Warriors. And I um, want to talk about the boys because. Mm-hmm. It, it, the series lost all bite once John Moran went down. Yeah, them boys did a couple little bit of little things, but ultimately Golden State destroyed them in the end, and it wasn't even fair. Like, 
You know, I know we should give them our old, but... (laughs) They won game six by 50. (laughs) And what does that mean for them? Like, like, to be like... Like this is a fun young team. They got a lot of like interesting yeah. pieces. They're the class. Uh, that was okay. So let's look. Let's flip. The, let's go back to a conversation we had earlier. That was a poor shooting night for Golden State. What happened to, <laughs> to Phoenix was just bad play. Period. That was a choke job. Uh, yeah. 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 No. I'm pretty sure they made prostitutes jealous. Like how bad they choked, bro. Like. Um, yeah, um, no, no. Um, this this Memphis team is really just like they're still super young. Desmond Bain is going to get better. They really need like to get rid of um of uh Dylan Brooks. I just cannot stand Dylan Brooks. He's got a little he's a little Westbrooky. And at some hmm. point, maybe this year, maybe next year, um, uh, what's his I, face? Uh, Jaron Jackson will figure out how to knock out people. Oh, well, I, I mean, I think the only similarity. <laughs> The only thing that they have similar between them is the name Brooke, because I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think every team needs an enforcer, so I may not condone what he does, but like, I think he has a role on that team. I still think they need to get, they need to kind of enforce their roster and tighten things up. But I think this season in particular, they were the classic overachieving young team, but I'm really excited for where they're going. Wait, but like, like how, where do you think they would be next year? I think they'll be in the exact They're, they're still spot. closer. Same. I agree with uh, like Alec. a like a two seed like a two yeah like, I, about like a, two, a like yeah. they're they're top gonna five. be a top four seed probably. top four top four yeah yep because like they're like next year we have to assume Denver's gonna be up in in the top four and yeah, Dallas, Dallas is probably gonna be in the top four I don't care about Denver anymore you got the MVP doing nothing with him and then what and then the, the, MVP, the question the real question too is what happens with Phoenix and Utah uh, Utah's well, Utah's blown. blowing it up yeah Utah's blowing it up. Yeah. Um, Push the button. <laughs> gonna be time to go there, but <laughs> Arnold impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> Push the button. <laughs> Chop off. That's pretty good, actually, Mars. My father was a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It's not a tumor. Anyways. All right, cut the cut the tape. The last thing to go over with this is the NBA draft lottery took place on Wednesday night. <laughs> hmm. Very interesting, I have to say. I guess first we could talk about at least the top five. Top five picks going in order. Pistons picking at five after picking one last season. The Kings are picking at four. The Rockets at three. OKC at two. And then the Magic ultimately won the lottery. Some interesting things to note. Remember, the Brooklyn Nets don't have a single pick in this year's draft. And now this looks really bad after the big James Harden trade where they traded what the next decade's first round picks and second round. They straight up don't have a pick. So they that's got a bunch back in, in the, in the Simmons trade. They got a couple back in the Simmons trade, right? For the, that'll start in the subsequent years, but this particular draft as I'm looking to, to double check right now. They don't have a pick in this year's draft. No, they don't so. have a pick. And I don't think the Lakers have a pick either. No, they don't. Okay. They no, forfeited. The Lakers, they traded the their lost. Yeah. Yes. The Pelicans um, take their pick at number eight. So that sucks, Alex. Um, and which other ones I have? The, the Spurs, um, speaking in the second round of 38. Yeah, Spurs. <laughs> they got, got three the picks. Lakers we got v- nine 
18 and 23 or something, something like that. Yes, the Knicks have 42 and they went number 11. But, you know, what What else is there? Of course, I looked up who got picked at number 11 in the first round. All I got really was uh, Clay and Reggie Miller. J.J. Redick, I guess, is of no Allen Houston. But well, that's just... you're looking at. Uh... So so when we're talking about this, it gets mm. this is a weird this is a weird class. So the best three guys are all picks. So, yeah. Um, in all likelihood, I think Chet's going to Oklahoma City. I think Jabari's still going first, and Paul's going third. It gets weird at four. I think four is a, is, is an ideal trade candidate uh, because the consensus next best guy is 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 Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless they're going to go for a reach of somebody like Sharp, or they're going to go for a reach of somebody like AJ Griffin, um, this is a, this is like a, a, a trade out candidate. So if you're like the Knicks or you're the the Spurs or you're somebody who wants like I, like Ivy, that's where I that's where I see the trade coming because this is a team that has the Kings that has like a win now uh, mandate. So it's more likely that they trade this pick. Um, Unless they're gonna tra- unless they're gonna trade Davion Mitchell, which wouldn't make sense because you just traded Halliburton, and Halliburton is better than Mitchell. So wait, if wait, you know, like wait, if you're a Knicks fan, and- wait. I, I'm not I, I'm not uh, opposing that. And then Mitch's um in, in, and Mitch's injury problems makes him a source that you just really can't rely on. He looked awesome before RJ joined the team. He looked awesome in the subsequent years when he was drafted. Um, but the injury problems is a major concern and maybe it's time. I mean, it's so unpredictable with uh, some of the rotations that Fibs has put out there for us and who we actually rely to score in there. Yeah. So maybe drafted your another one. Would be interesting. So if you keep 11, you can look at uh, Jared um, uh, Duran, the kid out of Memphis. That's like a, like an option for you mm-hmm. at 11. Like he's probably the best big that you can have an option for. Oh, wait, hold on. Who traded Halliburton? The Kings traded Halliburton. They traded him to, to the Pacers for, for some bonus. Mm-hmm. When did they trade him? At the trade deadline. Or like a day before. What were they smoking? They, they, <laughs> the hey, welcome to six I months need... later. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I, I said no, wait, but y'all was talking, so I have to. They're about to get I a new coach too, and Mike Brown probably. Oh my god, they just need to blow the whole team up. Period. Already after trading, let's let's blow it up again. We yeah, about to get rid of it. The Kings? Or are you talking about the Pacers? Bars. The Kings. The Kings. They just need the to get rid of the team. They, they need to blow it up again. They should blow, like, up, blow up. Oh, if they, if they, I mean, they're not going to relocate the team. It's in California. It's, they need it's to not going oh, to relocate like it to Oklahoma City. Got to get fracked. They're not relocating. They're not relocating out of California. Well, not even yeah. just that. I mean, I would be the first to advocate to get the hell out of California, but they just built a new stadium like three years ago. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I completely forgot all about that, actually. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the number one. It sucks because I want I mean, to. They, they just have so many. Like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Magic sucked. I, I like the last 20 years. And picking. <laughs> they, I mean, look, I don't know how they are better. Like, I don't know. Like, like, who made the playoffs this year that they're better than next year? Nobody. Uh, the Magic? They the, gave the, the Knicks problems this year. But they, maybe, maybe Cleveland, but. 
I doubt it. No, I'm talking about the Kings. No, the Kings. Oh, yeah, the, the Kings. Kings? Not they supposed to make the no, who are they? I don't think they could leapfrog anybody from the bottom. They might be better than the Trailblazers. Trailblazers didn't make the the top the top they eight. Make the playoffs anyway. Exactly. So, Utah. Utah is They'll the only team that's in the drop. Maybe, yeah. The Kings will not be better than Utah for like another five years, bro. If Utah blows it up, they're going to be better than Utah. Okay, yeah. It all depends on demolition, like demolition day. It <laughs> but it also that. like, like, I, I think Oklahoma City is still going to be better than them. Uh, oh, I am trying to think like the Rockets, the Rockets may be better than them. I agree. Do we uh, see the Rockets, Rockets making any moves beside after what winning seventeen games? Could they win they more than seventeen? <laughs> yeah. Jalen Green is a fucking is a is, is one of those dynamic players. You need someone around him. You need he needs more players. Like I'd I'd send like a Miles Turner to Houston and see like what he could do with a good big out there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's well, I think they got does John Wall come back? At all, <laughs> or is he just collecting money still at this point? He's collecting money. How much longer is his contract? Is he is he a free agent? Is this the last year of his contract? I think he has like one more year, maybe on his contract. Don't quote me on that though. I'll I'll have an answer for you shortly. But I mean, they're, they're probably trading Eric points. Gordon and and Christian Wood. I can't imagine Christian Wood stays on that this team through next year. I, I can't imagine Gary, Eric Gordon still on Houston. That's crazy. I don't know. The, the one, the one thing I want to mention too is that um, uh, Lakers swapped with uh, New Orleans at number eight. I want to see if they take Johnny Davis. That might make things interesting for New Orleans too. He becomes oh, an yeah, unrestricted yeah. free agent after the 2022-23 season. So next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, one more year on this contract. But, all right. Um, Yo, just if, to if wrap Gordon, it, if if if. Uh, the Pelicans take Johnny Davis. That's that's gonna be good. That's why, like, I was looking at the KOC uh, mock draft, and I I I was so happy with that. Fucking Matthias at 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 nine, and then we got the uh, the 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 fake Jokic guy at whatever our second pick is. Um, <laughs> I I want that kid. I I, I want the fake. I don't remember uh, Nikolai Jokic. Uh, Jokovic. That's his Nikolai name. I want him Jokovic, because we yeah. missed out on Denny. I, I want well, him because we, really... we need a we need a fucking power forward. Need everything. No, I, I'm excited about the New Orleans pick, though, because I think that team could really make a huge jump, especially, like, from the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Is anybody from Kansas in the lottery? Uh, uh, Advia is, I think, is late. Baji is coming out of Kinto, uh, Kansas. Yeah, Baji. Abaji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Abaji. I can't pronounce it. But they were an older team. Yeah, they were. So, just, to wrap, just to wrap this up, though, in general, from the five teams I mentioned, and if anybody wants to know the top ten, you have the Wizards at ten, Spur, Box Spurs at nine, Pelicans at eight from the Lakers, the Blazers at seven, and then the Pacers at six. From these top ten teams, and you can even include my Knicks at 11, in a general sense, which one of these teams are you most excited for and could actually turn things around. I mean, the Wizards look promising at some points. Uh, the Spurs were a playoff team, and now they're a top 10 team. Uh, technically, they're a top 10 uh, pick. Uh, who knows what the Blazers could do with Dame still there? The Wait, Pacers is the question, like, who's something? most exciting for, like, who they're going to draft or who's most exciting for, like, next year, what they could do with it? Because I, I think what they could do with their draft, pretty much. So to, to mix that both, to both. Where do we see... Who has the most potential to draft well and then ultimately make some type of push? Oklahoma City. 
Okay, you believe OKC. But but like I think the person who is most likely to make a move, if somebody makes a move, is probably San Antonio. We have three no picks bias of side of court. I think if well yeah, I think that's a that's a prime trade up candidate. Yeah. Um uh I don't know who they they would go for because really we needed like Jabbar. Um but like I think we we would be fine at nine. I think that the trade that the real trade pieces are four and seven. I think that's where you look for like maybe they do um they the the fucking um the Portland trades this pick later on for to Chicago for uh Zach Levine um in some type of sign and trade. But I, I think that's that they're more likely to it, it all depends on whether they're trading game. That's gonna make the difference for this pick. And I think okay. for Sacramento, it makes the most sense for them to trade this pick just because four is not a good spot for them unless they're reaching. So if they're gonna like right. trade down to this to uh to six with the they're probably more likely to trade down to with the Pistons or with um with the Pacers because both of those teams could use Ivy. I, I agree mm-hmm. with Bach if they're about to go and go get a dynamic player. Like if they're not going to go get a dynamic player, then they should just feel it out in the draft. Be honest. Like, it's that, not like football. It's not like football where like a player can like be projected is this good and then you might fuck around and find a gem at 11. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's basketball. Talk, They're pretty, it's pretty much cut and dry. You think that either Charlotte or Cleveland have any chance to trade for uh, trade up or trade back? Uh, what was Cleveland at? I mean, Charlotte's really Cleveland, looking for a pick, so they in all likelihood. The Cleveland's the earliest pick they have is fourteen. They get Mark Williams later. and yeah, and Charlotte's actually they can get Mark Williams later. So okay, uh, so based on your original, I, question, I don't. I think they're fine. Based on your original question, I have three teams that I see um, improving in the draft and doing something more. Um, Cleveland, for sure. Um, I'm going to go with New Orleans um, after what uh, Alex said. And when you just mentioned, uh, who did you just mention? The Hornets? I'm going to go for the Hornets, too. as um, Because the Hornets have a point guard. They got scores. They just need a solid big man, in my opinion. Someone who's going to be gritty, pick and roll, you know, may be able to stretch the floor. I'm not really looking for, like, I think big big men need to get back to the the back-to-the-basket style, but, like, ultimately it goes uh, Hornets for me, then New Orleans, and then Cleveland. Teams that are sniffing playoffs. I, I, I think yeah. a really interesting trade is we're probably. Good. Oh, I was just gonna say I, I think Cleveland. I, I, think, has, I think I think Cleveland can afford to trade back because I think they are on the cusp and they have a lot to gain. But I would rather them try to make some kind of package deal, maybe to take that next step with their roster. Agreed. Well, what if they do? They do fourteen and Sexton for eleven. Yeah, I, I mean that, that's definitely a possibility yet. too. I don't. I don't know if I want to give Sexton yet though. <laughs> Why you're, they're better without him? Um, they do. They do need another ball handler. But like the, I think I think I can. I, I, you could put him. I on, think, put him on the bench and make him come up with the shock troopers. I think the the the, the Detroit trading for seven is probably in play. I think the Jaron Grant for for seven is probably is probably. Jeremy Grant. I don't mm. know if I would give. Or, or, or if I'm Detroit, I would offer them to four. I would offer him for four. 
Um, I don't. I them and I'm, I think they still have another. They they probably have. Uh, do they still have Kelly Olynyk? Do Kelly Olynyk and and Jaron Grant for four? Oh no, uh, man! Hell no! For not for Kelly Olynyk. Fuck that! You, you do both of them for four. You do I both mean, of them for four. I mean, I mean, if I was the Pistons, I don't know if I would give. Like they got Shadiq Bay, they got Kate Cunningham. Yeah, you're right. I'd give up. I'd give up. If you have four and five, you could take Ivy and you could take you could take Durant. You could take Sharp. Nah, nah, you're right. You're 100 percent correct. And then you'd be looking like you'd be looking at a um piece away from the Grizzlies, a Grizzlies team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, A young team that can compete. (laughs) I I think four is available. I think there are teams that could get four. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think if they like, no. and I think six might also be. Uh, um, I think I think if uh, the the Pacers want to move, I think they can move Miles Turner. I think Miles Turner is, is available for um, for for a piece. I don't know what he would I'm be saying that for like, two years. Yeah, but they just they traded to bonus, so like it's it's uh, it it's makes over. sense for them to actually yeah. want to. Yeah, I think I think Caliber. The way they gutted this roster this year, it definitely I know I know what Box saying like because I was saying for like a, a, about a, a year and a half, two years now too, like they should try to move off Miles Turner not because he's good, not because he's not good, but because he has his best his best days um, behind him. But I think that they're at like full rebuild at this point. I would try to make a move for him too. Oh yeah, I, I try to get some fresher legs. I try to get a little bit more wing defense, like. Because the they went in it for it last year, like they like they could really move last year's pick too, like like Chris, like he's he's older. It's it's harder to rebuild around a guy like him. I think if you you're trying to shift, like you have, they have a lot of uh, trade pieces. They have the pick. They have um, they buddy healed and they have a uh, Turner. Like they can move pieces. Sure. Um, I'd get rid of Malcolm Brogdon too. If I was the Pacers, yeah, they have Malcolm Brogdon, but I don't know where Malcolm Brogdon goes. Who, who's trying to Brogdon, Brogdon to the Heat? I, I I tried like a three team true. Actually, he'd be good in in, in um, he'd be good in uh, Cleveland. Oh yeah, he would actually. He would. He would. Any team would be happy to have a Malcolm Brogdon right now. To be honest. <laughs> no, absolutely. I said Brogdon, not Exum. I said Brogdon, not Exum. Yeah, literally, it's gonna be definitely a great ride. I think we wrapped up everything we needed to discuss today. This is going to be a great conference finals. Hopefully it's more competitive than the conference semis. And I'll put my faith that it will be the case. And um, we will check back in right before the finals start, either the 31st or 1st of June. So we'll see you in a week and a half there. And just a general sense, we will definitely do a reaction to the NBA draft and that's going to be at the end of June this upcoming year. And um, yeah, I'll let you guys plug where we can find you one more time. We'll start with Alex in this one. Yes, thank you, Matt. Um, I'll be all around the state doing murals for the high school in New Canaan and at the Fuck New Canaan. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm from <laughs> Norwalk. I New Canaan High School. I mean, you know what it is, bars. But I know uh, what it it's gonna, is. It's gonna look a whole lot. It's gonna hold, look a whole lot more beautiful. I'm sorry if you go against your prayers. Man. You know what? For you, Alex, I'll support it. I support Alex. For you, I'll support it. But it's Nathan Hale, Norwalk, 
all day. The walk high, you already know what it is. Oh, I went to Westbrook, but yes, you're right. You're right. The east side of Norwalk. <laughs> I got a knee jerk reaction. I hit a nerve. I'm sorry, but I will be there. <laughs> I'm for kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll be yes, there. For- no, and then I'm going to be in my stomping grounds in Hartford. So I'm going to be all around. Keep up with me on Instagram, Facebook, the website, yada, yada. Hey, respect awesome. the heartbeat. Respect to the heartbeat. Bars the guy where we can find, where can we find you? Find me at Insomniacs. I don't watch all niggas on my Facebook. Um, you can find me at Insomniacs. That's N-S-O-M-N-Y-A-K-Z. Uh, you can find me on IG. I'm East, I'm also on Tickety Talk. Same name. Um, Tickety Talk. Sticky <laughs> Um, Next time y'all see me, my hair will be red. 40 heat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 40 yeah. heat, baby. I already well, got my hair res- buying everything. I-, I will respect the loyalty there. Maybe someday you'll see me in a blue and orange. Uh, if, hey. Let me tell you that. I'll put it on camera. If the Knicks make <laughs> it to it, if they just win around this year, I will dye my hair Blue and green. Sorry, blue and um, orange. I will do it. <laughs> now, how long will it be? I don't know, but I will at least do it. For so I'll do it. But um, we'll worry about that when we get there at number 11, which we shouldn't have had. Put the envelope. Do the cold envelope. I don't care. This league needs the Knicks to be taken seriously and be good. Not a fluke season. I debate. Yeah, years. we were good. But it was too good to be true, and you were it was right bullshit, about the but you were good. <laughs> so things need to change there, and don't, maybe don't worry, uh, we get somebody who you're not an old man. Yet. Up. There's still time. Like so, before I uh, I, I drop my bars. Um, yeah. The advantage of being a Spurs fan is our colors are black, black and gold, and uh, are black <laughs> and silver. And I'm starting to get some grays, so I don't need to dye anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Look at yeah, us. Uh, I'm uh, Fresh Faces show. New Ideas. You can find me on uh, twitch.tv slash Fresh Faces New Ideas. You can find me on Twitter at Faces Ideas. I have a TikTok. Um, I will use it at some point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, awesome. I, I mean, I've said the we same thing on Instagram. I just think it's a stupid app. <laughs> <laughs> we will be on the lookout for that. And don't forget to check out his debates with Ben Shapiro. As I said, the dream at I some point within. I yell at him at Twitter. Within the next, and he ignores me. Within the I next respect, fifty I years, Shapiro I want to see. Sometimes <laughs> there's no reason to respect Ben Shapiro. Sometimes <laughs> I respect him. I respect him on his non-progressive thinking. That's all I'm saying. He's That's very it. good. He, he is. He is. He has perfected his grift. <laughs> oh man, Bach. He may not Just respond, but I think two. he knows you. <laughs> yeah, he's he like, oh my you. God. He's like, every time you post, he's like, fuck. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> Good times. Nah, I'm out here waiting for to get one of them Jordan Peterson retweets. Oh, well, he, <laughs> did I he know come I back on it. Twitter? I saw that he fat shamed and he and he disappeared. Yo, that was funny as shit. Look, Jordan Peterson is 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 like the perfect version of a smart person's uh, of a dumb person's idea of a smart person. He says nothing intellectual. His his claim to fame is literally based on a lie. He he's not an intelligent person. He don't insult dumb people like that. <laughs> don't do that to dumb. He's a folk. cancer. Oh don't man, do that to dumb folk. I love this show. I love. I'm this glad show. we're calling people cancers. Well, on a positive note, there I appreciate you all. Point, Matt. I will see you in a week and a half. And let's see who's going to battle it out in the NBA finals. Have a great night, gentlemen.
Hey, boys, you keep it real. Keep it fancy, classy, and all that. It's a good conversation and productive conversation. How did I get so lucky to talk hoops with so many talented individuals? Great job again, gentlemen. I appreciate each and every single one of you. Thank you, Bars of the God. Thank you, Bach. Thank you, Alex. And thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, This was such a great show, and I can't wait to talk, what, not next week, but the week after to talk about the NBA Finals. It's going to be a hell of a time and uh let's watch all this amazing stuff unfold don't forget to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasted platforms and youtube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on productive conversations podcast.com and don't forget to check us out in the world of social media we're on instagram at productive conversations podcast we're on twitter at prod pod and we are on tiktok at productive conversations so we are back on monday talking new york baseball with alex young If we really are about to start a summer of stellar New York baseball where the best teams in each league are the Mets and the Yankees, well, let's talk about where we are at at this point and let's get ready for what looks to be a hell of a summer in the world of baseball in the New York tri-state area. That's going to be a great show. You do not want to miss it. And yeah, I'm just taking it all in. Anything can change. You know how it is with sports and the shortcomings and the surprise twists, the pleasant surprises too. But I mean, a whole season can change after a bad game and we just uh we just want to enjoy the ride so that's the point of doing this show with alex and you know we'll see where we're at when october rolls around but let's talk about may let's talk about baseball in may because it simply has to be talked about the yankees and mets are exceeding expectations and are simply being a real treat to both fan bases. So that'll be on Monday. The Dating Pod. You should expect to see it this upcoming week. Trust me, I am. I don't care if the most beautiful girl in the world wants to go out for drinks. Don't worry, I did not make any plans at all at the time of this recording. If I have an opportunity to meet a major celebrity or something um if i have to work through the night if i have to do all these things uh to make sure this show happens i will the dating pod will be on the productive conversations podcast is scheduled this upcoming week you will see it at some point either tuesday wednesday thursday or friday and seriously you do not want to miss it we've been hyping it up for weeks We've been really, really taking it in. I have been editing it when I can, and I really think you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be special. Expect that next week as well. And then Aaron Peterson in the upcoming future as well. And I'll be interviewing some other people within the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be a hell of a time, and it's going to be a stellar, stellar experience. I promise that. But until then, enjoy the weekend. Be safe. Stay cool. Avoid COVID if you can. Do what you must to be a good person. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. So with that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations Podcast. I love each and every single one of you. And I'll see you next week. So long, everybody.